0: Thank you for tuning in to and Comic. I'm Brian at with Comic Elizabeth Fulton. Elizabeth Fulton, how the hell are you?
1: Hello, I'm pretty good. How are you?
0: Uh, doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. We follow you everywhere. You are Elizabeth Fulton, um, but they got they got to know something else. You you uh, your middle name is Hope, and so on some of these platforms, you're going by Elizabeth Hope. That's at least on. <laughs> That's least on Twitter, but it's made doubly difficult because it goes, it's a what, a Eliza, h h h h hope Explain yeah, your socials. Got, Explain your socials. How can we find it?
1: It's got, um. so it's Eliza, Hope. There are six H's and I literally just went through one was taken, two was taken, three was taken, four was taken, five was taken. <laughs> Um, but there was a plan for a little bit for me to maybe go by Eliza Hope as like a stage name because okay. I was having, I had a job that maybe wasn't as comfortable with standup, but now mm-hmm. my employers know my full name's perfect.
0: <laughs> and so it's the same employers you just found out that they're fine with it.
1: No, I've, I've different one. jobs quite a few since. <laughs> when I first started comedy, um, I was like closer to like, into like politics. So I think there was more concern maybe of like what I'm saying reflects. Okay. So he's like, he
0: like, fuck that job. If I can't keep my own name, fuck that job. Yeah,
1: that's fair. That's fair.
0: Cause politics is like all appearance because you were in DC. So, I mean, uh, real quick compare the DC and the Chicago comedy scenes for me.
1: They're definitely different. And I think a lot of it is like in Chicago, I've met a lot more people that the percentage in which they focus on comedy compared to their day job, it's just so much higher in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like from like a, you know, I guess like a commitment and a um, like a literal amount of time and energy they put into it. It felt like in D.C. it was seen as more of like a hobby and a creative outlet, but in a still very positive and productive way. It was just like a different balance.
0: And why is it? Like, are the people in Chicago younger and able to kind of uh, do it on the side pretty seriously when it comes to living you know, living with their parents or being in college or something?
1: Yeah, it definitely. I mean, and it could just be folks I'm interacting with. I mean, like, a lot of people are involved in the comedy scene from all generations, ages, racial backgrounds, and everything. But um, in, like, a lot of the classes I've been in, I'm definitely one of the older ones coming in from a different scene, like this being my second scene. Um, so there definitely are people who like knew what they wanted, knew Chicago was a great place to find it. Um, okay. And then in D.C., I think that it's more that the community found each other than people are flocking to D.C. for the community, uh-huh. if that makes sense.
0: Oh, so this, it's almost like a more serious scene or something
1: like it was built to serve the community where Chicago, I think the community morphs with who joins the community. But maybe that's too deep.
0: Yeah, but no, I mean if you're gonna move, you know, if it's such a serious scene that you can move cross country to live in Chicago, it's probably because you want to take it pretty seriously and use a large percentage of your time to hustle in comedy. Yeah,
1: the hustle is very real. The hustle. (laughs) Well, the
0: hustle is very real. And we're gonna talk about uh, you know, your comedy career currently, but before that, you have to tell me about pearl parties what the fuck
1: okay party. yeah I, I just got come off of but when we kind of started talking about topics I'd come off a conversation with someone about them and they said that I came across very passionate about it but there was a long like period of time and then they've since I think disappeared but there was this wave of and I'm pretty sure it was like an MLM um, <laughs> and so people would get like boxes of pearls and they'd be like oysters that they would shuck live on facebook live and people could order a number of oysters and then you'd watch your oysters be opened live on facebook live and then you would they they would get very excited over like what color you got or sometimes you got twins which means there were two in the oyster um and then they would like even measure like the the circumference i think or something of the pearl which like everyone got excited the bigger it was um, so you're sending
0: them your your oysters are they stealing your pearls or no the people who are unveiling course. it unboxing it on facebook live or were they just yeah, unboxing their own
1: they're unboxing and then they like mail it to you
0: but i mean who i mean like so if i have some uh oysters or whatever can i just go mm-hmm. on facebook live and and shuck them or you're saying i'm supposed to spend it, send it to somebody else and trust that they'll send me back the? To- the pearls
1: oh i see what you're saying so it would be like like a company pr- pr- provides the oysters right. for the people to shuck and then send to the people and they would buy like boxes of like ten thousand oysters okay. and and you could buy them in bulk like you could you could go on the website and be like i want you to open like five oysters and then sometimes they'd like throw in a free oyster and it's really they're,
0: o- they're opening my oysters like why why don't I just have this stuff sent directly to me because do I trust people are going to take my pearl like do I don't don't I worry that they're going to take my pearls while they're shucking
1: I mean that's a good point they do a lot of like making yeah I guess I've never like on the receiving end like do they confirm that it's their pearl that they watched open but maybe that's like why they do it on live is the like accountability piece
0: okay but do all, do all this is so stupid but do all oysters have pearls
1: well, these do, I
0: think. Oh, okay, like I just I never knew that that worked. Now, my question is: is this is this going to make its way into one of your comedy short films for which you've won awards?
1: Honestly, I haven't thought about it, but now that you say it, I feel like <laughs> it kind of has to. The amount absolutely of has research to. on, like, how they dye the pearls different colors. And, oh, like, no. I've got a whole breadth of knowledge. So... How can that even
0: be multi-level marketing? How does that work? Like, the, the, the amount of people that you bring on your Facebook Live or something?
1: Yeah, they definitely, like, there were definitely more popular, like, Facebook Lives to watch. And then they were, like, new up-and-comers. And, like, I feel like there were, like, recruitment efforts, potentially, and... Um, and it was definitely like Mary Kay style, like, but on Facebook live. So you were able to reach more than just like your neighbors.
0: Wow! I saw, I mean, somebody turned you on to that. You just thought it was fa- like, you thought it was interesting enough where people called you passionate in, in, in the way you described it.
1: I think it's like, like I know th- I'm
0: just good at describing shit.
1: <laughs> I think like I discovered it on my own. Like, I don't think I can blame anyone. I think I was like like scrolling through Facebook videos or something and it popped up and I like, don't usually join live things but I was like oh this is like is like there was something soothing about it yeah. like I mean, it so could I be ASMR what,
0: what's it sound like shucking uh, shucking oysters is it pleasant or is it like a is it an un, is it a discordant um, cracking sound?
1: I mean, it's definitely satisfying. And then they like came in a plastic bag. So it would always be like, you'd hear like the scissors cut the plastic bag and then they'd pull it out and then they'd do like one break of the oyster. Then they'd use their little like oyster shucking knife to get in there. And then they would like press out the pearls, excitement ensued. (laughs) Then they measured the pearls and cleaned them very delicately on like the towel. And then they would put them in usually a martini glass of sand, which is really the best part.
0: What? What would they put in sand? The pearls or the oyster?
1: The pearls. And so then the two pearls just sat in like a sand of a martini glass.
0: And they would send it out to the person who's the, who, you know, owned the purse. Yeah. and
1: then they'd put uh, in a little plastic baggie with the name of the person on, on the post-it note. And then that's, and then I guess later they would send it to them.
0: What was the martini glass for And Why the sand? I mean, I guess, I guess it makes a little bit of sense. Uh, I mean, I guess the sand makes a little bit of sense and what, how else could that be individualized other than you know, can only be seen with glass, and so to make it individual, you just use a glass cup, like a, a martini glass. And so, is that the is that why they chose martini glass, just because they wanted to showcase the sand and make it individual?
1: I think so, and I think this there's like suck. a sense of for the camera. Maybe like the stem raised it towards the camera, oh. but it really just looked fancy.
0: And pearls are fancy.
1: Oh yeah, especially these. <laughs>
0: oh, especially, especially these. And so, at what point did they dye them? If they did.
1: So, apparently, I was reading that they, like, put them in um, some sort of, like, liquid substance, and I have no idea, like, what was in it, but, like, because someone was asking if you could eat the oysters, and you can't because of the chemicals in which they, when they put it into the, like, bin of liquid, then it dyes the pearl, which is awesome for the opening and figuring out what color the oyster is. Not great for eating. Oh,
0: so the minute you just, I mean, normally you can eat the oyster, but the minute you decide you want to dye the pearl, it has to be done like pre-opening and then we'll screw up the oyster.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Th- th- yeah. This, this has to be an Elizabeth Fulton short. Tell, tell me about there because recently you won an award for best writing at one of these uh, film fest, 72 film fests. Tell me about how you got involved with that. It's called I mean, if the production company is called one thing, and the thing is called another, and I get confused. Let me open it up right here. One was Crowded, what, Crowded House? Crowded Elevator? Crowded
1: Elevator, Was that the
0: production company?
1: Correct, yeah, yeah.
0: And then it was called Revealed.
1: So the short that won was No Second Chances. Okay. Uh, So um, so I'm
0: looking at a different one. Yeah, I'm looking at your socials here, and I say Crowded Elevator, short film Revealed, uh, received four nominations, so that's a different one.
1: Yeah, that okay. was the year prior. So we had okay. gotten nominated in 2021 and then 2022 when with no second chances. We got the, we finally got the win.
0: <laughs> Whoa. And you wrote that?
1: I did. Yes. Okay.
0: And you got best best writing for that? Yes. Very not exciting. Yet. Yeah. So, so how the, you know, how the hell does one do that? Like you looked at your competitors and what were they writing about? And what were you writing about? Was it even a yeah. fair fight? Were you just writing about cooler shit or are you just that good at writing?
1: Um, so I've been doing, I guess, these short films since I want to say like 2017 with Crowded Elevator mm-hmm. okay. and they've been doing it now. I think that they've hit 11 years. Um, and so there's Tony Lazzaroni and Bree Lux, um, kind of are the two like staples that have kind of kept going for those 11 years. And they have cool, met- names. cool names.
0: Cool. They,
1: so they, like, yeah. they
0: both sound like porn stars.
1: I will, I will let them know that if like their careers don't go well, they have a backup.
0: Well, it, it, that's unfortunate because it sounds like the careers are going well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to need the plan B, but like, <laughs> I feel like plan A works better when you have a plan B.
0: Yes. And so they've been doing it for a long time. Wow.
1: Yeah. And so we had met in the improv community. Um, so I did, I was on a Herald team with Tony um, at Washington Improv Theater, and I believe 2017. And so I had um, kind of sent him a script for a different sketch that I knew he did film stuff. And so I was hoping he could help me with that project. And then when 72 film, um, and then he also does some of the 48 hour festivals as well. I think we did maybe that one first together. Um, but he kind of asked if I could jump in and help write. And so the first few I co wrote with um, a few other people who, uh, and then towards like as I kept going on 2021 and 2022, I kind of became like the sole writer on it, which was um, kind of cool. But we always kind of operate in a writer's room-esque brainstorming and kind of story development, which you is and, really nice. You and who are the, the producers? Yeah. And so okay. definitely they were always in the room. But then there occasionally there would be like the DP, Chris Kane, could join in um, or even the actor's. And so, like this year, um, the the lead actress was also a part of the brainstorming. So it kind of like slowly developed, especially when we kind of went virtual. As Tony and I both moved to Chicago, and then Brie remained in the kind of DMV area. Oh yeah, um, why
0: did why did Tony move to Chicago for a career? So Tony moved Chicago to
1: Chicago for, for yeah the um, Harold Ramis Film School, which now has been renamed to Second City Film School. Yeah. Uh, but he was um, he completed that. I want to say about a year or two ago um so yeah he moved here for that and then just stuck around
0: they have a film school at second city
1: they do yeah yeah it's like
0: what does that do you get like a certificate or is there actually like masters and stuff
1: yeah i think and these are the things i know about it because i've had a few friends go through it but i know that you can either have a year-long program or a two-year-long program but kind of at the end and you like learn from like really really great resources you know, and they, they, the assignments, it seems like they're cranking out a lot of films and a lot of samples and a lot of like learning through doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, there's kind of this like uh, graduation project where it's a film that then gets screened at the music box, which is actually the next one is going to be this upcoming Thursday. And I'm going to go see one of my friends um, graduate from the program.
0: Oh, cool. And, and did they change the name that meant Harold Ramey's died?
1: Um, I think they're <laughs> like, my- <laughs> like,
0: this guy's dead. Let's change it.
1: I don't think so I don't I actually don't know why it's it's changed so I I don't want to speak out of turn but I feel like that's a google search
0: yeah I could I could be google searching all these things including pearl parties and will just show up in my feed forever on youtube all right so um so how do you you know how do you become the soul writer and what were the advantages and disadvantages of that like you know what do you get out of having a co-writer that you miss when you become the soul writer
1: yeah, I think that like with co-writing, it was it was nice because the rooms that are kind of um, like Tony Foster's, it's really improv based. So um, most people like on set generally are improvisers. So the way improvisers, I think, build things are through like literally hashing it out in real time. So like having a co-writer in the room, we could kind of even, I remember like on the first one, I'm pretty sure we like, we're like, I'm going to be this character, you be this character. And some of the dialogue was even, like, improvised to writing. Oh, okay. um, and so that kind of it helps to have, like, a brain to bounce off of, um, which was something really beneficial. And then we have one film called Eyes On. And so there were two other writers in the room. And we kind of all accidentally, um, like, there were three pods of, like, police officers in this film. And so we all kind of took on a pod. And so it was nice to like create clear voices through the fact that they were written kind of by separate people, which in itself brings different voices to the table. Uh Um, So like for that film, I think it served super well to have three of us. Um, But then so some of the solo writing, I still think like because I've done it since 2017, I kind of grew to know like a bit of the formula, um, keeping it simple uh, making sure there's a beginning, middle, end. Not trying to cram a character arc that could never arc that quickly because it's really only six, <laughs> six minutes. So it's like yeah, are
0: all your short films six minutes? Like, does is that what Crowded Elevator does?
1: So that's what like the it's usually dictated by whatever the like film competition has as the requirement. And uh-huh. so I believe like Forty Eight Hour Fest was um, six minutes, and then I think Forty Two you got like an extra minute um maybe at seven but they used to have like competitions and I think they still do this where it's like they'll award someone an under five minute award if they're able to get it down concise we have not yet been successful in in really I think six minutes is our sweet spot
0: Uh, um I'm kind of a one minute guy so I'm like whoa, six minutes wow that's not very tight at all like some of these snl sketches you're like that could have been a minute um but but i guess you guys are good enough to kind of sustain it you have all these jokes and it's tough to cut them down when you have that many people in the writer's room and so you guys are actually targeting particular competitions so they'll say you know i want you know elizabeth Fulton. i want you to write for this competition that we're targeting is that how that works or like i always thought it was just kind of i always assumed was the other way around, which is just, you know, make your short and then submit it to whomever seems open to that length and that subject matter.
1: Yeah. So I think like there are two kind of different like film competitions. And so like for this particular one or like 48 hours, 72 hour. So those it'll be like, you don't have any, like they are made completely for the film festival. And you have to, like, you can have no preconceived notion of what they're going to be like. And you often get prompts that, like, you couldn't submit a film that you've already written because it wouldn't fulfill the prompt. Uh So the intention is for you to develop, write, film, edit, and submit a short film within the 48 or 72 window. Um,
0: And you get, like, prize money for it or something?
1: Um, so I know for like the best writing, like, I think the prizes, I got like final draft 12, so there'll be more like industry prizes. So I think like editing, I think they get like editing software things like that.
0: And so, I mean, everybody's Everybody's kind of submitting videos for the same prompt. And so you're yeah. just going to watch all these very similar videos, I suppose, or is it a broad enough prompt, prompt where the product is going to be so different such that, that they can screen several, do they just screen the winning one or do they screen... You know, I mean, do they show people just the winning one or a number of them? And how similar are these? Because they're developed from the same prompt.
1: So they like for 48 hour, they gave a line of dialogue, a character name and then a prop. Um, mm. And like that was so far back, I can't even think of an example, but oh, I so that's pretty
0: broad. What, it's not like a, a, yeah. subject, a subject like here you have to write, uh, you know, there's a serial killing in Idaho and we need everybody to do their take on it. It's much yeah, more and broad think, than that.
1: Okay. I think some years if not all they also give like a genre like um so they might say like horror or like rom-com so to make sure that like there's also a diversity of types of films yeah um
0: so it's not like you know it's not so limited that Elizabeth Fulton can't get her rocks off um you know writing for for this thing like because then I'd be like well what are you going to do when you branch out like um you just got to kind of keep writing for crowded elevator productions it sounds like it's working
1: yeah it's definitely like something where when you hear the prompts i think every person's mind goes towards a different thing
0: okay yeah absolutely if it's just a line of dialogue and a prop and a character's name and so like do they do they show all of them because the product is just so different that they can show all of them at the festival or whatever
1: yeah or all these
0: things actually even attached to screenings
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, one of the big draws was, like, being able to see, like, a short film on, like, a large movie screen is very satisfying, um, and they do show, so they show all the films, and even if you don't submit it on time, I think you still get to be screened if you're able to give a video by the time of the screening, but yeah. you won't be, like, qualified to win anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, so everyone gets to see it on the big screen. And even I, I saw one animation where they weren't quite able to finish the animating, but we saw their like sketches and they were able to like kind of finish the film in that sense, which I thought was super cool Um, just to be able to even see what they were going for on the screen and like letting that be seen. I loved. Um, But yeah, so then they would do a second night, which is like the awards And then they would rescreen all the people who were nominated. And then you do the awards after. So it's a very long 48 hours of anticipation. Yeah, my gosh. And so I guess the final
0: question I have for you
1: before we let you go and before everybody checks out your socials, which
0: is Eliza, a bunch of 1,000 H's and hope uh, they can find Elizabeth Fulton there. But the the final question is, where can people find the short uh, that's uh, just showing off your best writing, like is it is it link is it linked on your uh link tree
1: yeah so it'll be in my link tree um I think it might be at the top um it's yes. on those second chances yeah and
0: so if you if you go to the eliza H 6 h's hope <laughs> then that will take you to the link tree which will of course take you to this first link on here no second chances produced by crowded elevator the best riding winner elizabeth fulton thank you so much for coming on
1: Thank you so much for having me, Brian.